Well, anyone in Australia who has type 2 diabetes will know there there is a, a number of medications you can take. And one of the more invasive and yet worldwide popular medications is, well, the brand name is Ozempic. You have to inject yourself with this uh, and you d- inject yourself depending on what your doctor prescribes. And it's very, very effective at treating type 2 diabetes. However, however, they discovered that one of the side effects of Ozempic is that it's very, very uh, uh, efficient at creating weight loss. And here lies the problem. Ozempic is really hard to get hold of. And the little injectors that they, that they manufacture are even harder to get hold of. Why? Because doctors all over the world are prescribing it not for type 2 diabetes treatment. They're prescribing it for weight loss. And Hollywood stars have made it famous. Oprah's made it famous. Um, And now people are finding doctors that will prescribe a Zempic to try and help them lose weight. And chances are they don't even have type 2 diabetes. It's caused, as I say, a worldwide shortage. Um, Dr. Zach Turner is with us from Concierge Doctors. He's got some thoughts on all of this. He's on the line now. Hey, Dr. Zach, happy new year. Happy Merry 2024. Yeah. What, uh, have you, how was your Christmas? Did you, did you eat enough to want a Zempic? Uh, no. Um, however, metmorphin is what I take. Um, uh, my doctor has said, listen, there are some side effects that go with a Zempic. Uh, also it's very, very hard to find. Uh, it works different to metamorphin. Um, it basically, the, you piss sugar. It, it's how you, there are uh, side effects that concern your bladder. But what's happened is there is a worldwide shortage because people are, uh, are getting this prescribed, not for type 2 diabetes, but for weight loss. It's a worry, isn't it? Well, a little bit of a worry. So, I mean, I prescribed this um, and I... For diabetes or used- for weight loss? Both, both for for different patients because, I mean, type 2 diabetes is most often related to obesity. So you could potentially say that it's a type 2 diabetes preventer in some ways. But I guess one of the biggest things, and I I guess, so around type 2 diabetes, what what is diabetes? Diabetes means that you have an increased amount of blood sugar in your bloodstream and it's not a huge amount more if you think about it when you look at the 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 ranges of blood sugar so a normal blood sugar we say is maybe between 3.5 and 5.5 if you go and have a blood test in the morning and you're fasting so it's like a fasting blood uh, blood glucose level now if we say that you're a diabetic it means that you um are outside of that range i.e you have more blood sugar circulating around your bodies. And so I, I love this topic because I, I talk to my patients lots about this because one of the things to get across is that an, uh, a range of 3.5 to 5.5 basically means you have 3.5 to 5.5 grams of sugar per 100 mils. Mm. Okay? So if you have diabetes, you could just have 6 grams of sugar per 100 mils and I could have 5.5 and still be fine. So there's a range of these sorts of things. Would you say 10 is dangerous? Look, 10 could be dangerous, especially if it doesn't come down. So our bodies are always regulating our blood sugars. And the way that the bodies do that is by releasing insulin. Through your pancreas. 
through your pancreas. Exactly right. And so it's really important. So type 1 diabetics don't have this ability at all. Mm. They've lost that. So they have to take insulin mm. after food. Mm. And that binds to the glucose. Now, I often tell my patients, think about sugars as big, sharp shards of glass. And they're always circulating around our bodies. In fact, we need them to because we need them to circulate around enough before it gets bound to insulin so that our cells can get sugar from our bloodstream into them. Because remember, like, just because you have high sugars in your bloodstream, that doesn't necessarily, and that often doesn't mean, and it's often the opposite, in fact, of you having adequate sugar levels in your cells. So the cells become uh, sluggish and they stop working and then you start losing the abilities for to have those cells. Now, this big sharp chart of glass, which is glucose, if you think about it, the smallest little baby capillaries in our bodies are always getting torn up by this all the time. And that's why diabetics often lose sensation in their hands and their feet. A thing that happens to lots of different people and often they have to stand on on uh, or put their feet on different uh, electromagnetic pulses and things, and it sends uh, sort of shock therapy through their different uh, areas of their body so that they get more sensation again. Now, the way lots of things work, including metformin, which which you're on, and semaglutide, is that they help to increase the prevalence of insulin so that you don't have as much circulating big sharp shards of glass, mm. which is really important. The other things it does, though, and this is what it does for non-diabetics as well as diabetics, is it slows down your stomach motility. And this is the thing that I think people need to be really aware of. And I always say there are no magic bullets. They're just, they just aren't. You can't go and think that a medication, one medication for the most part, is going to cure all of your bad habits that are causing you to be overweight. Mm. It can be added to the mix, though. And I think a lot of people dangerously are relying on these medications too much because, yes, Oprah, of course, I mean, how many diets has she yeah. said anything about and they become a craze? Yeah, but then she never sticks to them because she doesn't change her lifestyle. And this is what happens when people try and lose weight by fad dieting. You can't do it that way. You've got to change your lifestyle. Nothing replaces diet and exercise. 100%. And the other part is that this medication, and, and metformin as well, actually, lots of people find that they lose weight with metformin. But if you're not utilizing these as kind of your, uh, as part of your artillery, as part of your, your, your work belt of all the different things you can do to fix a problem, I always say, look, we want to add as many things in there. And so part of the things are about keeping your metabolism going. Because if you just slow down your stomach, you, yes, you totally stop being hungry. And that's a good thing in, for some people who crave. I've used this product and I found it beneficial in some ways. And, I've, and I was prescribed it so I could know, knew what my patients were having. Because, and I've used it kind of on a once, once again, off-label. I'm not a type 2 diabetic. And I used it well before it would, there was a shortage. I'm going to make that as a clarifier. Even though I was prescribed a, a compounded version of this because... Um, we have doctors and we, we have pharmacies that can make different versions of them. Okay, but my question is, <clears throat> should doctors be prescribing Ozempic for people to use for weight loss 
if their blood sugars are under control? I think that they sh- they they should be able to. However, I don't think that they should be doing it without having a full weight loss program. It should be part of a program. Yeah, well, people won't stick to it, and you know that. <clears throat> people no, are- for sure. But then, but then I guess the other part is that people love a quick is- fix and they're lazy. And if they're yeah. And if they're, yeah. ob- if they're morbidly obese now, they got that way by not following yep. a, a, a diet and by not exercising. And if they've got a medication that will magically pour that weight off them, you reckon they're going to stick to an exercise regime? No way. No, but it's not just about that. See, this is the other thing. It's not just about that because a lot of, I mean, genetics and epigenetics, like we, we share like 98% of our genetics with earthworms, for goodness sakes, like 99.7% of our genetics with every human. So it's about epigenetics. And I know a lot of people have tried to lose weight for a really long time. And this has been a great addition to what they're doing because part of either their epigenetics or their genetic profile is that they either have a slower metabolism and your metabolism is based on a whole lot of factors including your stomach motility your ability to move food through your stomach and also your body going you know what like i've got enough calories i can afford to waste some if you're always in a calorie deficit so this is the problem with azempic and a lot of these medications is if you put yourself in a calorie deficit all the time what's your body going to think it's running out of food yeah and so what does it do It'll start storing it for the for the winter. Uh, I'm talking with Dr. Zach Turner from Concierge Doctors. We're talking about Ozempic. Let me ask you this, Doc. If there is such a worldwide shortage of Ozempic, why don't they just make more? Great, great question. And I guess part of it is that it's been made by one company that came out. There's actually a few different products out that do similar things. In fact, one product called... Um, I don't like talking about brand names at all on TV, but look, or, right or on radio, it's it's uh, sorry, in me. Oh my gosh. You don't. I'm telling I'm, you. I'm recording. I'm recording myself. You're famous. I'm 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 putting this online. You don't. Um, you, you don't. You don't want me on television. I'm on television <laughs> on Fridays on Sunrise, and that's enough. You don't want my face on telly. Anyway, keep going. I always say I've got a great great, yeah, great face, face for radio. radio. Yeah. Um. Look, there's there's a few other products out there that you should be asking your doctors about if 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 you're out of that. I prescribe these products and then I follow up with my patients. I don't think GPs should be just prescribing this and going, off you go, there's six months worth, bye. Because people No, but the problem that, is they've got patients mm. coming into the office. They're coming into the surgery after reading New Idea and Women's Weekly and anything else, like the, like the, the Saturday Telegraph last, last Saturday, and they're reading about it and they're going in and demanding it. Yeah. And then you put it, I think the problem is, is not just, it's not necessarily with GPs because GPs do follow up. There is a follow up process. I think a lot of the problem becomes when you have people having online uh, telehealth models that just literally churn out only medications. They do almost no face to face consults. And I don't want to talk about specific labels at all, but there's a couple that if you Google as MPIC, they're the first ones that come up. And they literally are dishing this out with very poor follow-up, in my opinion. Like, Yeah, but they also pay Google an enormous fee to be first one picked when you Google it. Totally. So where are they getting their money from? They're getting their money from people getting these meds, and that's why it's running out. So there needs to be tighter regulation. The products that I prescribe, we, we actually compound. So unless you're a diabetic yeah. and qualify, we get our – well, I, I ensure that my patients – 
get a compounded version so it's not putting diabetics at risk. So All that's right. one of the things that I do as a practitioner to go, cool, there are people that need this more than just my my patient that that needs it because they want to lose a few kilos. All right. And then they don't get a second prescription unless they're sticking to the regular follow-ups. And the well, that's, the a good, that, that's what a responsible GP should do. Follow up, make sure that the patient is doing everything correctly. I've got to go. We're, we're completely out of time. I do want to talk to you about ADHD medication. We'll do that next time, shall we? Oh, look, we, we do get a bit scattered, Ray, don't we? So I think it'd be great to talk about it. We won't try those meds, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, we won't, get, we won't be giving out free samples for caller of the week. But, um, but uh, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Zach, always good to talk. It's interesting stuff, um, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Such a pleasure, yeah. Thanks, Do- mate. Dr. Zach Turner here on the Night Shift on Triple M.